Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ben Rawls with another episode of The Black Show. And today I'm going to talk about something here that I see that is uh, that is very, very important here. And I'm going to transition it into a different thing. So uh, I'm going to play this clip from Trevor Noah of, uh, I can't remember the name of the show. Is it The Daily Show? Maybe. Yeah. Trevor Noah. Anyway, it's a clip of Trevor Noah, and he's talking about some comments Scarlett Johansson made over the past week and his take on the comments. So as usual, I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. But uh, first, before we dive in that, I'm going to play the video and give you guys my take on it. And if you saw the story where Scarlett Johansson, as you know, has a record of coming under fire for playing roles that people have said could go to other minority groups, you know? So, for instance, she played what was considered a Japanese character um, in, in, a, in, a, in a movie, like an action movie. I forget the name of the movie. Was it Ghost in the Shell? It was Ghost in the Shell, yeah? And then, um, and then, you know, she wanted to play a trans character in another movie, and people were like, hey, come on, what about trans actors? Can they get a shot at this? And she, she had a statement at the time which wasn't great. She was like, oh, why don't you go talk to other people's agents who've done it before me? It was like a very dismissive thing, and she apologized after that. And now she came back for another statement where she said uh, something along the lines of, I, as an actress, I should be allowed to play whatever role I want, a, a tree, an animal, whatever. Like, people shouldn't be restricting me and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's, it's so interesting. I understand why you, you may want to get defensive as a person. You know, I can even understand why some white people may feel like they're under attack in and around these conversations. But I, I think what's often lost is, you see when Scarlett goes, I should be allowed to play an animal or a tree or anything, and it's like, yes, but th that's, that's exactly what people are sort of saying, is they're saying for so long, Hollywood and the people who have defined storytelling in America have defined it as stories to be told for and by white people, right? And so the roles that have been generally reserved for black people have been the stereotypes of criminal made slave. That's pretty much it, you know? And all people are saying is, if there are these opportunities where it's like a Japanese character pops up, you saw like how many people loved Crazy Rich Asians because they're like, hey man, just to see myself on screen, not in just a stereotypical fashion, but to see myself as a human being, it gives me, like, we take for granted how much representation means to human beings. And I think in two ways. One, on an inspirational front, but two, just how it shapes society, you know? I don't take for granted how the idea of terrorists and Muslims was propagated by Hollywood more so than many other mediums. Where every time you watch TV, if someone was on TV, like, you're like, oh, shit. It was never like a cool thing, you know what I mean? That imagery is powerful. Because a lot of people who watch those movies don't even come into contact with diverse people, so their image of these people is defined by Hollywood. And you would think that a place that considers itself so liberal would try to find a way to represent people. I'm not saying there are no Middle Eastern terrorists, but I'm saying there are Middle Eastern stories that can run in the gamut. There's a spectrum, like British shows like a show on Hulu called Rami. Like one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. It just shows you what it's like to be a Muslim family living in America. It's like all like the range of Muslim, super religious, all the way through to yeah, I drink and I eat pork and I say I'm Muslim, but I'm but it's, it's it's authentic, you know. And those stories I think are so important, not in like a charity way, but like just in a great TV, great stories, great like 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 great inclusivity. Just like yeah, let's let's tell some original stories. And so someone like Scarlett Johansson sometimes I think doesn't understand. You know, like, it, it, when you read a quote like that, you go, no. People aren't attacking you for this. They're just saying, 
you have the luxury of all of these roles Well, I guess uh, I guess that's it for that. Um, basically, Trevor Noah was saying, "Yo, Scarlett, you can't uh, you can't have it all. You can't you can't play white characters and play black characters and play uh, Asian characters. You cannot have it all. You gotta leave something else for all the other actors." And again, uh, he made some valid points, and uh, the video cut off because I guess the ad had to pop up in the middle of the video. And again, guys, I apologize in advance if you hear my kids in the background, the other room, the walls are thin, and maybe one day I'll like go through the extra effort of soundproof in my room. But for right now, I think it's just okay for right now. Um, again, uh, Trevor was saying that they can't have everything. They can't have everything. And this brings up a different, uh, another debate I had on Facebook, another uh, conversation, because um, I'm part of all these different um, black groups and stuff like that, and uh, black hip-hop, black music, black, uh, just black everything, black all around. And one of the things they were talking about is how some artists, you know, how they look at other artists who come into the house of uh, hip-hop, and, and, you know, they take our music. They want to be us. They take our music and their music is, you know, they benefit from um, black music, but not having to go through any of the hardships that black people have to go through the music industry, which leads me to another clip that I saw online and it was about MTV. So if you're about 35, you used to watch MTV back in the day, you used to watch it, right when it started playing uh, music and when it played music and when they, uh, uh, when they played, uh, what's the show? Can't remember the name of the show now. Road Rules. Road Rules and uh, it's the other show. I can't think of it. Man, I can't think of it. Uh, when they all live in the house, maybe somebody remind me what the name of the show is. But anyway, when those shows were at the height of their popularity before all these, you know, um, keeping up with the Kardashians and Teen Mom. And don't get me started on Teen Mom. Um, but anyway, all these shows, right? And so I never knew this. MTV, before Michael Jackson's Thriller, didn't play black artists. And so the company that Michael Jackson was signed with was trying to get Thriller uh, on air at CBS. I'm not CBS. They were trying to get Thriller on air at MTV. CBS, it was CBS Records. They That's who Michael was signed with at the time. And they were trying to get his song on the air. But, you know, the uh, <laughs> the racists over at MTV said, you know what? You know, we want to play music that we think everybody wants to hear. Not everybody wants to hear black music. And at this point, and again, this is like Thriller era Michael Jackson. This is after... The Jackson 5s were at the height of their popularity after the Jackson 5s had all these hits and toured all around this uh, country, all around the globe and all that. And they're saying that people in America don't want to hear the music, don't want to see these music videos of black artists. 
So they were not playing music like uh, Prince, Michael Jackson, other rappers like Rick James. I shouldn't say rapper. He's not a rapper, but you get what I'm saying. Other artists and African-American actor rappers and uh, black rappers and stuff on television. They didn't want to do that. So CBS said, you know what? If you don't play my thriller, if you don't play Michael Jackson's thriller, we pulling all our shit from your TV station. We pulling every damn thing. You won't play our shit. Fine. We pulling it. They eventually caved in because they had a bunch of other artists and they got play. Right. They got some um, airtime. Their shit was broadcasted. So my the surprising thing about this is this was just in the 80s. And right now it's 2019. Just do a little math. So basically about 30 years ago, black people could not even get their music videos played on MTV. And look at MTV now. To me, MTV is shit. There isn't shit I watch on MTV. I can't remember last time someone said, hey, man, you seen this on MTV? And this and that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say sometimes. Like, it's it's just shocking that it's only been 30 years. A little less than 30 years. That's just when Michael Jackson did it. Now, Michael, he had a little bit more star power than an ordinary black artist. So think about some of those lower underground artists, right? They couldn't do what Michael did. They didn't probably, if they were not signed to a major label, how could they get their shit on? They had to wait for somebody else to pave the way. And now... Fast forward, when I was, like, growing up in the 90s, I thought it was normal. Like, oh, you know, black artists on TV, I thought it was just normal. But it wasn't. Now I see all this stuff now, and now the technology has made a lot of the information in these old interviews available of people being racist and justifying their racism and this and that. So now we see where people's mindsets are. So going back to the original clip with Trevor Noah and Scarlett Johansson is that they can't have it all. <laughs> sometimes they want it all. Sometimes the, um, I don't want to say white America because I feel like that's inclusive of all white people. And that's kind of, I don't want to say that's not fair or it is fair either way, but I just don't want to say that. I, I feel like that's a hundred percent inaccurate but not completely well anyway i'm contradicting myself anyway what i'm saying is these people out there that didn't want to give us that exposure you know sooner or later they caved to it but they had to be forced right not only did they have to be forced and again this was just less than 30 years ago some of you guys that are listening may not even be 30 years old and I think that is mad crazy that this was less than 30 years ago. Black people did not have all these different rights. If you look at civil rights, you know, it's not just with music, civil rights. That's not that old. What, 50 something years ago, 50, 60 years ago, you had to use different bathroom, water fountains. That's not that far along. So have we come a long way? Yes and no. You know, there's still a lot of change to be made, still a lot of progress. But we're getting there. We're we're very very uh yeah. We're headed in the right track. We're getting there. So when I say 
that, you know, they can't have it all is that, like Trevor Noah said, you know, yes, Scarlett Johansson. And guys, don't get me wrong, I like Scarlett Johansson. Like, if there is any, like, woman out there, any, she just, don't get me wrong, she's just fine. I, I love Scarlett Johansson, right? I think all guys can agree. Like, hey, I like Scarlett Johansson. I'm not the only one, right? However, Scarlett, you can't have it all. You can't have it all. You can't play. You can't be a tree. If you want to be a tree, you know, if there's a perfectly good tree that's better at getting a tree, you can't take the acting parts for trees and take the acting parts for white people because the tree can't get the acting part for white people. And it's just not fair. That's what people are saying in case uh, didn't quite get it and this and that. But I can understand the defensiveness a little bit, too. It's like oh, every time I say something, someone taking it like this and that, this and that. And I get it. You're just trying to get a paycheck or uh, you're trying to get a decent paycheck as compared to uh, males. Because Scarlett has that and uh, has that to compete with because she has to compete with other males. And also, you know, she's a woman and, you know, it's that whole thing. Women are underpaid in Hollywood. It's crazy. Act in the same movie, do the same shit. Male actor get 40 mil. She get like $200,000 and no per diem. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. And depending on where you're living, out in Hollywood or wherever, you know, they could probably rack up $20,000 worth of bills. If you think about like how they have to keep themselves up to be on par with Hollywood A-list actors and stuff, so some of those hairstyles and salons and stuff, those celebrity hairstylists, they charge a lot of money. But anyway, back again to my point: can't have it all. They cannot have it all. Uh, and I thought that was a very relevant uh, clip because I was later on talking to someone online about, you know, just the rap game in general with the music and all that stuff, you know, all these rappers take, any rapper, anybody can come in right now and be a hip-hop artist, right? People give uh, uh, rappers like trash-ass music, like G-Eazy, a pass, but Someone like, like Bruno Mars is this old piece of relationship appropriation. The lamest rappers. You can be the lamest, you can be the lamest white rapper and and get a pass in today's house of hip hop. And in, I uh, I'm quoting uh, the guy, what's his name? Jamar, Lord Jamar, he calls himself Lord Jamar. I'm not gonna call another dude Lord, that's just crazy. Um he always says that he always says these things about Eminem that Eminem came in the house of hip hop and yada yada yada. yada. I don't necessarily agree with him as it pertains to Eminem, but I do agree with him as it pertains to other artists. When I listen to Eminem, I feel like I hear his struggle in his music. Like I feel like I hear how he came up. I feel like you know I can relate to the shit. He he talks about some of the shit he rapped about or whatever. He was just relatable. Now, some of these guys are not necessarily relatable. That's what I think what it comes down to. Eminem, he had Dre to vouch for him. When he came on the scene, and I feel like some of these artists, some of these uh, white rappers, and they don't have that representation, they don't have that OG to vouch for them, they're going to always get dog. They're going to always, like, have a hard time. 
and I'm not completely hating on the guy G Easy. You know his his rap is okay. Whatever is, I don't get. It. It's everything that I see is wrong with hip hop right now. You know what he says, fuck me and get some money. Then same thing, Cardi B follows up. She say, I fuck him and get some money. And say, uh, okay, that's all it is to rap now. That's it. Fucking money is prostitution. And I do believe uh, someone said it best that now a lot of the rap music right now sound it's just like, I think he said as it relates to female rappers, he said they're just strippers that are rapping. And that goes back to, the, what's the other group? City Girls. Like, what is all this shit, man? This is not rap or hip-hop. Like, if I want to get my daughter into rap or hip-hop, who can she listen to? Who can she listen to that represents women in a positive light? I like some of the things that Nicki Minaj does, but, you know, who can she listen to? I can take her back to old school like Queen Latifah, MC Light, Salt and Pepper. Um, I do like uh, uh, man, I can't think of her name. I'm just I'm just at a loss for names today. It's not it's not Raw Digger. It's the um, Remy Ma. I like Remy Ma. Man, I'm at a loss for names today. <laughs> I do like Remy not reply Remy Ma because number one, she's a dark skinned African American female and. She's not, she doesn't overly sexualize herself like a lot of other female artists, right? I, I feel like to be very, very successful in the past, what a lot of female, majority of female rappers had to do is just rap about the most vulgar sex and all that shit, right? If you ain't rapping about that, what else are you talking about? You know, some of them wouldn't even have not even like, three sentences worth of lyrics if that had to take all that out. And that goes back to another post I saw on Facebook. It's funny how Facebook generates all this debate, right? I saw this other post on Facebook where this guy was saying uh, it was a, it was a meme of chance the rapper. He's like, if I can wrap around every N word, every, uh, every this and that cuss word and everything negative about black people, whatever, or any, every negative influence in hip hop or whatever, then you can rap without saying the word nigga. Yep. You can rap without saying the word nigga. And he was referring to, um, what's the, what's the white kid that always says nigga all the time? Logic. Yeah. So, and it's kind of crazy, you know, logic's dad black. And he's like, well, I can say it. My dad's black. Maybe. Yeah. And it's a little difficult because people, what people see and what they know, right? They see that he looks white as shit, but his dad is black. And if his dad is black, you know, scream, scream nigga all he wants, right? So my son, he's half Korean, half black. So can somebody say, oh, well, you can't say it. You ain't one of us because he's half. It's not, you know, it's like, okay, that's the. That's kind of contradictory, you know. Drake, he can say it all day long. He's half black and half white. So I think a lot of people get confused by what they see and what they hear. And what they see and what they hear don't match up. They're like, nah, I ain't really feeling it. So maybe he does have a right to say it. Maybe he doesn't. If he does, okay, he just does. Because it's the same 
logic with everybody else. <laughs> Same logic, right? Uh, so again, as I recap on all this stuff, we're talking about, you know, just everybody coming into the house of hip hop, taking it, not knowing our struggle, everybody coming into the house of uh, African-American culture and these different cultures and stuff, taking the um, acting jobs from black actors and all this stuff. So I thought that first clip was very relevant about a lot of stuff that's going on and happening today. And uh, yeah, and I just wanted to uh, share that. And I'll leave you one last thing. I want to talk about one last thing. And a lot of people don't really hint on this as much. Samuel Jackson said something about the kid. I can't remember his name, whatever the guy name is, that was the main actor in Get Out, right? Samuel Jackson was talking about how, how American African-American actors now have to compete with now black British actors. So African-American actors can't get the African-American acting jobs because now we're competing with black British actors. If you're an actor and you got some and you're fairly OK and you're British, you're going to you're going to beat out some people. I mean, I don't know what it is about British actors. They come over to America. They do well. Like it's just it's just crazy. So he was talking about that. And a lot of people didn't understand where he was coming from either. I understood. It's almost like when you're a guy and you're dating a woman and you think now you got you competing with other dudes, then you find out the woman is bisexual or something. Now you got to compete with other dudes and other women. Same thing, you know. This he's he's saying now he's got to compete with black black African American men and also uh black British men coming to uh the states like but then again, it's Samuel Jackson. Are you really competing against somebody for an acting job? You're the highest grossing actor ever. Other actors should have that complaint like, damn, Sam, quit acting. Shit, we can't get anything. Because Sam has, has worn a kilt, had cornrows, he was a crackhead. There's nothing that Sam can't do. But again, you know, we talk about the diversity and inclusion of everyone and we want to represent all cultures and we want to represent everyone when we see it on TV. And some people are are just happy to see themselves represented on TV in a positive manner. There's uh, one thing I like to say about Fox, and this is really my last thing. I used to watch a show on Fox. It was called Rosewood. I like that show. What I like that show is one it was African-American male lead, Morris Chestnut. He had a uh, Hispanic female co-star, right? His sister, she was African-American. The sister was in a lesbian relationship. A lot of inclusion right there. And my thing with Fox, and this is why I hate Fox sometimes, when it's a show of black people and unless they're singing and dancing, Fox will cancel the shit out the show. The show will not last. I like Rosewood. It was a great show. At first it grew on me. It had to grow on me. The first episode, ah, then I started watching it and watching it. I got hooked into it and I thought it was a great show. I wish the show could have left and went to, 
they brought it back, but the other actors have already gone that separate ways and started new projects. So I was kind of pissed at the way they did it. So it was this African-American male lead. He's a doctor. He's smart. He's not, you know, just singing and dancing and all that shit. And the reason I'm against, like, shows that only show us doing that is because that's what people expect of us, that when it's time to sing and dance, oh, get the black people. That's all they're good for, singing and dancing. We're good at other shit, too. We got skills. We're good at a lot of shit, right? And, again, I hate that they did that because because we're so we're great at so many things look at the shows like that stayed on fox empire star empire is an okay show but after a while i'm tired of seeing shows about us okay we're in the music industry great that's how we can get some money and be rich unless we're in the music industry a different take on that was the uh, show that is on Oprah's network or ET, one of the networks, I can't remember. It's called Greenleaf. And I thought that was a, I think that's a great idea to make a show about the church life like that and behind the scenes of that in the African American community. Now, if they, if they really want to get real with that show, they know what they need to show and need to do, right? But they ain't going to go, that's too, too deep. They ain't going to get that real. But anyway, um, these different shows, and talking about delusion, these different shows, and I would like to see more diversity on TV as well, in movies and stuff. We've got Black Panther. Okay, where do we go after Black Panther? What other shows can we create that are original shows about African Americans that are not just singing and dancing? I challenge, I challenge any network to make a great show with a lot of inclusion of African-American uh, people or minority cast, not just African-American, let me be inclusive, just minority cast, great mix of minority uh, cast and white cast members make a great show. Only show that I can remember that had that much inclusion that showed us as, you know, uh, intellectual people, honestly, was Star Trek The Next Generation. I love that show. If you look at the show from a standpoint, you look at the amount of um, minority actors that was on that show that actually made that show, that were actually like a big piece of the personality behind that show. You know, you had Oscar winner Whoopi Goldberg on the show. You had a Oscar winner on this television TV TV show playing this minor part, secondary part, but she was a great part of the show, right? And they don't, they're not making a lot of shows like that, you know? And I guess maybe they say, oh, it's science fiction in the future. It's definitely science fiction if it's like all inclusive because never in reality would all these people get together and be able to get along aboard a spaceship in space. Hence, what we have now a lot of separate different shows. Some of the shows are bland, and it's like, okay. Another singing and dancing show, another this show, another show about uh, rapping, another show about us, you know, being drug dealers. I mean, that shit is getting kind of old. I want to see us like, I don't know, go in space, just whole bunch of brothers in space doing some good. I don't know. Maybe maybe one day in the near future. And uh, who knows? But this has been uh 
your fourth, fifth episode of uh, The Black Show. That's right, your fifth episode, the episode of The Black Show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for more episodes of The Black Show coming at you. Um, just stay tuned right here 